Hello and welcome to Hitting the High Note. I'm your host, Kevin Cusack. Joining me from Brisbane, Australia is Cadillac. And just want to say thank you to Cadillac. And I am so stoked to hear about your music journey, your latest single Sunday, and you know what you've been up to recently. So pleased to welcome to the show, Cadillac. How are you doing today? I'm great, my man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. And you are the second Brisbane artist that has been on Hitting the High Note. Yeah, feeling honored. Second place is still pretty good. Nicole McKinney was the first Brisbane artist to have been featured on Hitting the High Note. And you're friends with her. That's pretty dope. Yeah, it's... um. It's, it's a large city on paper, but the music scene's pretty small in Brisbane, so everyone kind of knows everyone if you're in the same kind of genre. How did you get started in music? For me, I've always loved playing music, you know, right from the age of, let's just say, like a two or three. I was constantly listening to music because my both my uncle and my dad are in bands and play music and listen to music all the time. There was always music on the radio, uh, my uncle and dad were always having like band practice and all that kind of stuff over at our place uh, when I was a kid and I just really, really loved it. So, you know, moving on several years, I went through primary school and then ended up in high school and I started, you know, playing in bands and uh, that kind of stuff. But I actually learned on guitar and piano. I did like a AMEB kind of stuff. I, don't, I think that's the Australian version of basically you get ranking of how good you are at those instruments. So yeah, I learned guitar and piano uh, until about grade 10. Uh, and then from that point on, I've just been teaching myself uh, all the other in- instruments. So uh, bass, drums, guitar, uh, vocals, uh, piano, all that kind of stuff. I just love immersing myself in all kinds of music and all kind of instruments. Um, so it's, uh, more of a passion thing and it started when I was super young and from the age of 16 I've been playing in bands and I'm now 24 so it's been going on a long time and you know a couple of years ago I started Katnak and up until right now I've been doing that one as my kind of sole project. Yeah Katnak is actually your last name spelled phonetically so that's pretty neat. Yeah it's um <laughs> the, the story behind that is I didn't have a name for the project and when I was recording astronomy way back in the day um, makes me sound super old. It was only like two or three years ago. Uh, I didn't have a a stage name really, or a band name. And uh, the guy I was working with, he was like, you know what? You need a band name. What about your last name? I was like, that's not very interesting. You know, it's just the Scottish last name. It's not super, um, it's not super interesting. Plus people have no idea how to say it. You know, half the time during school, no one could ever, spell it or pronounce it correctly and he goes no no spell it phonetically it's going to look really cool so i you know ended up with katanak k-a-t-a-n-a-k and i was like yo that actually looks really intriguing um so it's stuck and i really love it easy to remember for me because it's my last name but yeah it's i think it's just a really catchy you know title that people look at and go what does that mean it makes them want to go check it out looks really wicked I like it. Your music has been featured on Triple J Unearthed, which is pretty epic. 
Yes, but Triple J is the biggest um, in the entirety of Australia because it's not uh, centralized to just one city. It encompasses the entirety of Australia. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those ones where if you get featured on it and they like really, really like you, that's, that's a game changer. Like that really takes you to the next level. Um, so currently I've only been featured on the Unearthed one um, or played rather haven't been featured. I've been played on the Unearthed one, but um, you know, it's a stepping stone and eventually I'd like to be played on the main Triple J station, which would be really, really nice. I hope so. <laughs> Just holding out, waiting. I have a feeling that'll happen soon. What do you love most about playing music and writing songs? For me, writing music, I mean, it's going to be one of those cliche takes that everyone says, you know, oh, it's an escape. I mean, but it is. I really just like writing music because I get to put all of my ideas down and hear them and enjoy the kind of music that I want to listen to. You know, it's, it's awesome listening to all the music that's already been written out there. But when I write a song and I really, really love it, like that hits different. For me, writing music is something that I adore, but I also really love playing live music, which has taken a little hit again recently just because COVID. Um, we had a couple more cases in Brisbane, so they shut us down again, which is a little bit annoying. Playing live music for me is... Once again, it's like an escape. I get to be somebody different because, you know, when I go to work, I have to wear a uniform. When I'm in my daily life, you can't dress too out there or people will stare at you and you get weird looks. But when you're on that stage, you're the man of the hour and you're the person that everybody is looking at. And it doesn't matter how weird you're dressed. You know, you're up there performing and people will love that. And that's what I love. I love being able to dress up and look a bit funky. Um, you know, be that one person that everyone is looking at. Um, so that's, that's what I love about it. What messages do you hope listeners will get out of your music? For my music, a lot of it is just a good time. You know, I, I'm not an overly political person when it comes to my music because I don't want it to be about that. You know, there are some people that build their brand off bringing politics into music, but I just want my music to be about a good time. You know, there's no inherent meaning. It's just, these are the lyrics I wrote and I like them and they're a fun time. You know, I did write a song about uh, my fiance. So the story behind that is the song was called life. It was the first song I ever wrote for Katnak. And it was, um, yeah, about my fiance and our struggle to kind of get uh, her to be able to stay in the country because she is French and I'm Australian. Um, we, needed to get um, a visa basically to be able to stay here together. Um, and you're probably not familiar with it, or actually you might be because I'm sure the American system is just as convoluted, but um, getting a visa in Australia is a bit of an ordeal. It's not exactly the easiest thing in the world and they're pretty um, scrutiny is pretty high. So um, I wrote that song about us trying to be together and how the government gets in the way of love and, you know, stuff that, it, you know, really it puts too much of a, its hold on things that I don't think it should. So, you know, that song was written about that and that's my most political song and it doesn't really even mention any of that stuff unless you know the story behind it. Um, so, yeah, life, life is probably my most 
messagey song if you want to be like that but every other song i've written is just about having a good time with all that's going on in the world today you need to have a good time you know exactly don't take life too seriously just let go and have fun that's exactly what sunday was about it's just about having a good time like you if someone tried to sit down and break down my lyrics and break down my song sunday I'd be like, why are you doing that? There is no deeper meaning in there. It's just about having a wicked Sunday. You know, this is what Sunday feels like. This is what summer feels like. It's a good time. You put the song on, you have a beer with your mates, go for a surf, go for a skate. This is the good times you're in the sun. Like you, there is no deeper meaning to that kind of stuff. It's just about having a great time. It is a feel good song. And I think it's like one of the big songs during the summer. Yeah, I hope so. It's currently winter for us, so there's not much summering going True. on. But um, you know, over in over in America, you know, it's the game's a little bit different, and I've I've never actually been, so I don't really know uh, much about the music scene over there. But I do know cracking it's quite difficult. So it's getting it heard is the hardest part. Getting getting it in front of people is really really hard because all the algorithms are set to not do that unless you pay them so you know it's it's really really tough and which is why you know uh people like you doing podcasts and stuff uh such a gem in this <laughs> pay-to-play kind of world oh thank you you know the great thing about hitting the high note is talking to artists from all over the world who you know need the you know recognition that they deserve because there are so many great artists out there nobody knows about. The great thing is artists who listen to episodes of it are following the other artists. Yeah. And it's just like becoming a big family, which is amazing. And like there are you know, artists that I've talked to from the States that are following other ones from Australia and Italy and India and it is so cool all of a sudden I've been getting so many artists reaching out to me from Australia that have listened to the podcast and they're like what you're doing is so amazing and you know we'd love to be on it it's reached all over Australia which is pretty neat I've always wanted to go to Australia Mate, let me tell you, you'd love it here. I know it's sunny all the time in America, but it's sunny all the time here, and it's a, it's a good time. That's great. I just wanted to do, uh, go surfing. Trust me, we got we got plenty of that here. It's national pastime. Who are some of your music influences? I've gone through a couple phases, as most people do when they're growing up, um, and. When I say phases, I still listen to these artists. They haven't disappeared from my playlist. But uh, when I was growing up, I really, really loved, uh, I'm going to say Australian bands that you probably never heard of, um, Powderfinger. Um, I've heard of them. Oh, you have? Wicked. And Pete Murray. He was the same era as Powderfinger. Uh, Both of those, Powderfinger and Pete Murray, absolute. They were what got me into music, uh, you know, when I was in that impressionable phase of you know like eight to 14 where you know you are kind of picking what you want to be at that early age 
being like, I want to be an astronaut or I want to be a musician, you know, depending on what you really, really are into it. The early 2000s Australian rock, that was a massive influence on one of my previous bands, KB Theory. And then as I started listening and getting more into the pop side of things um, and focusing a lot of my attention towards, um, you know, what was being played more on the radio, if you, if you want, uh, I started listening to more of like Panic at the Disco, Five Seconds of Summer, the 1975, the Wombats, Tudor Cinema Club. Like aside from Five Seconds of Summer, who are Australian, a lot of what I listen to is actually British indie, British like indie rock and indie pop. I really, really love that stuff, especially the 1975. They're a massive influence on what I do and the way I approach my songwriting and playing music. So currently I'm really, really, really into five seconds of summer. And I always have been since they started, but just kind of more so these days as I'm taking professional vocal lessons at the moment. And I'm really appreciating the vocals and just how good they are from a lot of these bands that I've mentioned, Um, you know, side note from all the things I'm saying, good singers are not born. They are created. And I have to say that like, when you listen to a good singer, the time that they have put into that craft is ridiculous because I'm having to relearn how to sing right now to sing with proper technique it is no walk in the park. It is ridiculous. So for anyone out there thinking that singing is easy, singing badly is easy. Singing with great technique is not. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that little rant aside, yeah, five seconds of summer currently is like not all that I'm listening to, but when I'm practicing singing, I love singing their songs. They're like a massive inspiration for me at the moment. You know, going back to some of the artists you mentioned, the Wombats are great too. And Two Door mm-hmm. Cinema Club, oh yeah, they're amazing. And also Wolf Mother is really good too. <laughs> that's that's a name that I haven't heard for a while. You know what? They fall into the same era as Pete Murray and Powderfinger. They came a little bit after them, but they're around the same time. Yeah, Wolf Mother, wow. That's, that's such an old band and they're, they're great as well. Joker and the Thief. That still plays on like every <laughs> AFL and NRL highlight video. They always play that song. It's great. Another great Australian band is Jaguar Ma. Jaguar Ma. That is a name that I haven't heard. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You should definitely check out their stuff. It's really good. It's kind of like along the lines of Tame Paula. So Australian as well, aren't they? They are. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of Australians doing some big things everywhere but Australia. <laughs> Going back to other Australian bands, the Mavises are really good too. Oh, yeah. They're old school. Yeah, pretty old old band. And Spiderbait. Spiderbait is like epic all the old school ones. They're still going. Didn't they release a new album like recently? Yeah, like last year, some point, or maybe the year before. I've seen yeah. their t shirts around a whole heap. Uh, recently but you're impressed i uh know who spider bait is i actually am like majority of the even people in australia don't really still haven't seen spider bait around because they released that one song the the cover of black betty mm-hmm. and that's what everyone over here knows them for um that ridiculous cover of black betty which um was everywhere for a solid couple of years their cover is really good and they had other 
great songs too, like Shazam. And another great band is Regurgitator. Oh yeah, Regurgitator. Next single coming out actually uh, is called Pinch Grip. Um, and that'll be coming out mid to late August. And the engineer and producer who worked with Regurgitator back in the day actually worked with me on that song. Um, and he recorded it for me and not produced it. I produced it, but he, um, he did the engineering for it, uh, which was amazing. So I can't wait for you to hear that song in particular. Yeah, that's awesome. He also worked with Powderfinger as well. So he's, um, he's been around the block and now I'm working with him. So that's really cool. That is really cool. The first time I heard Regurgitator was, it was on a soundtrack of a movie with Freddie Prince Jr. called Boys and Girls. So which artists are on your playlist at the moment? Let me just pull it up. I've got, I have two playlists. I have my playlist of every song that I enjoy listening to. And then I've got my sing-along playlist of songs that I sing to when I'm trying to practice singing. I have Thirsty Merc, who's another wicked Australian band, if you haven't heard of them. Uh, there's some Queen, Pete Murray, One OK Rock, which is an awesome Japanese band, uh, Five Seconds of Summer, like literally the entire discography of Five Seconds of Summer, uh, Heaps and Heaps of Panic at the Disco, the 1975, uh, a Canadian band called Scenic Route to Alaska. They've got some wicked songs, Charlie Puth. Um, who else we got going on? Uh, Bruno Mars, because I'm trying to, sing super high you know to hit hit the high note you know hitting the high mm-hmm. note wink wink just uh keith urban who's massive in america uh in the country scene but he's an australian as well and i love his music uh one direction harry styles and then you know a heat more panic at the disco and uh five seconds of summer and then any song that has some super high vocals in it so i can practice so there's some justin bieber in there and bastille Shawn mendes it's a pretty varied playlist. What are some of your favorite places in Brisbane for people who have never been to Brisbane before? Okay. Uh, walking along the Brisbane River is really, really nice. We call it the brown snake. Um, it's an endearing term, um, term of endearment, because most people wouldn't think brown water is exactly the prettiest form of water, but, you know, it's what we got and we deal with it. Um, so it's, uh, it snakes all the way through the middle of the city uh, or kind of it separates the city from the suburbs on the southern eastern side. So that's really nice. Um, South Bank is an absolutely beautiful area with a lot of restaurants and some really, really awesome kind of just nice green areas. Um, the Eye of Brisbane, which... Uh, similar to the eye of London. It's just a really, really big uh, Ferris wheel type thing um, that lets you get a good view of the city and the Valley for any of the the guys listening to this that are musicians or people that like listening to musicians. uh, Fortitude Valley is where all the music goes down. The majority of it goes down in Brisbane. So those are the kind of areas that you'd want to check out. What's your favorite kind of food i really really love wagyu steak big connoisseur of that stuff it's expensive but it's good as hell if you could share a meal with any artist who would it be and why to anyone that knows me the answer is probably not going to surprise anyone but i would really really love to sit down with either maddie healy from the 1975 or luke hemmings from 
five seconds of summer, not even because they're famous or because they're successful. I just want to know their secret to singing because they sound so good. How do they sound that good? And I just want to pick their brain about vocals all day if I could, because they're just incredible. They're just great singers. Right on. And I agree. Both of them are fantastic. Are there any places in the world that you've always wanted to tour but haven't had the chance to yet? I've always wanted to do a Japanese tour. You know, America and England are definitely super high on the list. My, like my top area to go is Wembley in uh, the UK. That's like when I hit Wembley, if I tour and I play Wembley, it's game over. I've done everything. But um, and then, you know, Madison Square Garden in uh, in America. But Japan, the fans are just different, dude. They're just built different. They are crazy. And if they love you, they'll do anything. And like not in a bad way. They just their their love is so undying for the artists that they really, really love that the shows that I've watched there on YouTube, they're just, they're insane. They throw everything they have into, uh, it's almost like they're performing for the artist on the stage. They're giving right back. So if I ever got a chance to play in Japan and experience the fans, that would be insane because they are, they just built different. That's great. Japan's rising super quickly on the music scene. I think they might be at this this stage one of the highest uh, playing music places in the world and, you know, kind of one of the highest earners in the music world as well um, because, you know, people are, you know, starting to discover music from outside of Japan, which means people are able to go over there and they're really craving that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's so much love to go around over there, you know, whereas like in in Australia, in America, in England, it's a really, really tight market. You're either in or you're not like you either make it or you don't. That's kind of how it is. But in Japan, they just want everything. And if you go over there, I'm not, I'm not saying that you're guaranteed fame or anything, but people will come and see you because they just want to see music. Whereas people don't do that over here, at least in my my experience there should be more people that you know want to see music and want to see live music music is you know it's a universal language it connects people and it helps people with whatever they're going through Mm, it certainly does it's helped me a lot especially writing it um and performing it it's you know not from like a depression standpoint, but it's helped me to become a way, way, way more confident person. Um, you know, I used to be super shy, you know, in the, like back in high school, I used to sit in the library and just like read a book. Like I didn't really want to be with anyone, but as I, I got more into music and I started playing and being out there and being open to, you know, praise as well as criticism, it's made me a stronger person and it's, Uh, made me more confident in everything that I do, you know, not just on the stage, but off the stage, you know, in job interviews, in front of people that I need to impress, you know, I know that I can come across as a fairly confident person. So that's what I got out of it. It's very good. I was also shy uh, back in the day. And 
you know, going to concerts, listening to music, helped me get stronger and talking to artists from all over the world is kind of like therapy in a way. It feels good to have a chat with someone, you know? It does. Before I started the podcast, I was the DJ on a radio station at a university. Nice. Then I graduated. I love talking about music and love talking to artists out there. And, you know, why not start the podcast? And then King Haina was born. Look at how great it is now. Oh, yeah. It's um definitely been a blessing to have chats with some really amazing people and learn about their music. Yeah. Music's one of those journeys that never end. You just die before it ends, really. You're always learning. You're always improving in music, in interviewing, in anything. So it's just, it's one of those creative endeavors. It's always so fulfilling because there's always something to do. Oh, yeah, it is. And in yourself out there, too, and just go for it. Have fun. Yeah, like before I started Catnac, I was afraid that I wasn't ready or I wasn't good enough. I don't know, I kind of just had an epiphany one day and said, well, I'm never going to get better if I don't do it. So I started it and here we are. Yeah. And you got to produce yourself. Don't yeah. rely on what other people think. You know, everyone's got an opinion and I, I definitely hear a lot of them good and bad from a lot of good because I, I message a lot. Of, I like I personally message a lot of people that like follow my page, you know, just to kind of you know, show them that I am a real person at the end of the day and say, thank you so much for following. I really appreciate it. And everyone that comes back is super, super nice and um, really, really kind. And then, you know, you'll get every now and again and not with personal messages, but with like, I, I, when I post on Instagram, you'll get the occasional person that'll think they're safe behind the computer screen and, uh, and, you know, post one of those messages being like, oh my God, this sucks. My ears are bleeding. And you're like, are they really though? Really? Like particularly on the song Sunday, like how are your ears bleeding, dude? It's the most chill song. It is. It's, it's one of those things where you can choose to let those stupid comments kind of eat away at you and derail you off the path that you want to take, or you can choose to prove them wrong and release more music that eventually they're going to love and hate themselves for loving. Yeah. Them. Don't want them to like, I don't know, take your sunshine away. They certainly can. It's one comment can easily do it. I used to let it get to me um, several years ago. And for a while there, I kind of stopped doing anything musical. Um, not because I was receiving a lot of hate, like I'm not making it sound like I was getting picked on every day, but just like, I let those kind of comments get to me and then I would tell myself that I was bad. And then I would start being the one commenting on myself being like, Oh dude, I don't think I'm good enough. I just, I don't know. I just stopped and I decided, no, that's not who I am. And I, I started to practice and I started to make sure that I was better. And I, um, you know, started training and songwriting and doing all that kind of stuff to make sure that I was exactly who I wanted to be. And if I wasn't who I wanted to be, I was going to be that person in a couple months because I was going to put in the effort. As I, as I was saying earlier, I, I recently started taking professional vocal lessons from uh, maybe I won't men mention his name, but he's, he's high up there in the, in the singing world. And he has helped me so much. It's been a ridiculous eye opener to see just how, 
badly I was singing um, before working with him. Like after every show, I wouldn't have a voice for three days, which when you're trying to be a professional musician is like one of the biggest no-nos in the entire world. And then working with him for the past five months, I, I've been practicing. Now this is going to sound like I'm, I'm rustling your jimmies, but I promise you this number is true. I've practiced six hours a day every single day because the job that I work, I have the opportunity to practice while I work um, because, you know, I don't care who hears me and no one really ever hears me anyway. So I just practice while I'm working. Um, so six hours a day is a lot of time. And in those five months that I've been working with him, I have not lost my voice. I haven't had a sore throat. Like when correct technique sets in and you start to like get it, it's, crazy just how much you can use your voice and still keep it at the end of the day wow it's pretty impressive we'll say for anyone that is listening you can find me on facebook and instagram under katanak music k-a-t-a-n-a-k music and spotify under the same name k-a-t-a-n-a-k music but yeah i've got no questions for you my man i just want to thank you for your time you're welcome and it's been a pleasure talking to you and continued success on sunday and also your other singles that are going to be coming out soon thank you and hopefully hitting a high note becomes the number one on every podcast ever thank you i hope so too thank you again katanak for joining me today thank you so much mate i appreciate it very welcome have a great rest of your day you too, my man. I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate it, man. See you. Mate. See you. Welcome back to Hitting the High Note. I'm going to play three songs after this short message. Hey, guys. This is Katnak, and you're listening to Hitting the High Note. The first song I'm going to play is Sunday by Katnak featuring Jules. I got a feeling for you. I could easily wake up too. The summer swims through your eyes. No plans, just improvise. Yeah, here we are, sunny days. No worries, no craze. I've been watching you smile, and I never wanna see it go away. No need for a map again. I've learned a lot from you since then. Curtains blowing in the breeze again. Can you feel it? Sunflowers growing fast Sunflowers growing fast Can it last?
That was Sunday by Cadillac featuring Jules. The next song I'm going to play is Valentine. song valentine the next song i'm going to play for you is take us back No more fun, it's 
Thank you all for listening to Hitting the High Note.